Welcome to the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Hometown Ticketing is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of the UIAAA Connection Podcast and to provide schools nationwide with the best options for digital ticketing for their events. Visit their website at hometownticketing.com to learn how they can make digital ticketing possible and simple at your school. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing for their exclusive sponsorship of the UIAAA Connection Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the UIAAA Connection. I'm your host, Mark Hutch Hunter. Today we have as our special guest, Curtis Holtz, the Director of Athletics at Clearfield High School. Welcome to the podcast, Curtis. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Let's have you begin by sharing with our audience here in Utah and across the nation, where you grew up, where you went to school, your first job, those types of things. Okay. Um, I was born and grew up in uh, Wyoming, um, born in uh, just outside Jackson, a place called Star Valley. And, oh, uh, my pretty place. Yeah, it's a gorgeous place, gorgeous place. That's where my mom's from, and my dad was working for the Wyoming Game and Fish, uh, where they met, when they met there, and uh, so yeah, I was born there and then we moved around the state of Wyoming uh small towns um from Star Valley we went to a little place called Rock River which is over just outside of Laramie and then up to a beautiful place in the middle of the Bighorns little town called Tinsleep and then we went from there to Casper Wyoming and that's where my dad retired from the Wyoming Game and Fish and I was a junior in high school at that time and dad was from Ogden originally and was still pretty young. I mean, he started working for the Game and Fish right out of right out of college. So he was still pretty young and still wanted to work and wanted thought he had a better chance of getting a job back in Utah. So we moved back here to uh, move to Utah. Uh, I said my dad was originally from Ogden. So we moved down here and said uh, they mom and dad bought a house in Sunset. And uh, that's where we moved to. And that was in Clearfield High's boundaries at that time. So I, my last two years, I, uh, two years of high school, I came here to Clearfield High School and uh, had a good time with it. And uh, after got done at Clearfield, I went to uh, the College of Eastern Utah when it was CEU and Price. Um, walked on, to, tried to play basketball, broke my foot before I got down there. So that didn't go very well. So I didn't stay there very long and wound up going to Weber State and uh, walked on there to play basketball and played for uh, one year and uh, enjoyed every second of that. Met a lot of great people up there and uh, just went to Weber State and graduated with a degree in uh, education and history was my major. And my first job, uh, I got lucky right out of college, got a job at North Davis Junior High, which is also right here in Clearfield, just down the street from the high school, and uh, spent five years there, and then was lucky enough to get a job up here at Clearfield High, and spent the last 25 years here. So, yeah, I'm going into my 30th year of education. It's been, I can't believe it's been 30 years. It's gone so fast. So, yes. That's incredible. Talk for a minute about you probably had a, a little bit better opportunity once you moved to Clearfield for some youth sports, a bigger town. But uh, were you able to play any kind of little league at all in those smaller towns in Wyoming? Talk about yeah. your involvement there. 
Yeah. Um, so the first place I was really exposed to sports was when I we lived in Rock River. Now, Rock River is a real small town. And the only sports the high school had there were basketball and track. And so basketball was my first love, watching it as a, as a kid. Um, didn't, there was no little league opportunities there. Um, then when we moved to Tinsleep, um, at first there were no no youth sports opportunities there. I mean, obviously we played a lot as kids at school and stuff, but then they got a they actually got a little league baseball team started there, and so I got to play little league baseball for a couple of years intensely, and you know, I think that's you know where most most kids probably get started playing little league baseball. I love baseball to this day. You know that's the first sport I got to play. You know, and basketball was you know the first sport I got exposed to. So sure. yeah, we moved when we moved to Casper. Then there was a little more opportunity because Casper at that time was the biggest city in Wyoming. And so, you know, there was the opportunity to play, you know, youth sports. And, um, yeah, just that's where it started. And, yeah, I just was involved, played as I played everything, you know, in junior high and high school. And, yeah, just football, basketball, baseball, ran track. So, yeah, there were definitely more opportunities in Casper and down here in Utah than there were in those small towns in Wyoming. I'm showing my ignorance a little bit here. I thought I was pretty good about Wyoming geography, and I've stayed in Casper, been to Casper, obviously been to Star Valley, been to Jackson numerous times. But those first two towns you mentioned, just give me an idea of what they're kind of close to. Okay, so Rock River is close to Lar The closest to Rock River is Laramie. So Laramie is about okay. 40, 45 miles from Rock River. and then Which way? Uh, it's, Rock River is going to be to the to the southwest a little bit of Laramie. Okay. And uh, Ten Sleeps, like I said, right up in the middle of the Bighorns. And the closest, quote-unquote, big town to Laramie would be, or sorry, to uh, Ten Sleep would be Worland. And Worland was about 35 minutes to the uh, east, or sorry, to the west of uh of Tinsley and Worland wasn't a really big town. Worland was probably 20,000 maybe at that time. Okay, perfect. Let's, uh, let's have you talk for a moment about the mentors in your life, the people that made a difference to you and share that with our audience. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really lucky. You have great parents. Um, you know, I've, I've learned so much from my parents and I'm so grateful that they were my parents, you know, they're right. They are my parents because, you know, they, they, people kind of laugh when I say this, but they weren't my friends when I was a kid. They were my, they were my parents, you know, and I, mm. they were hard, you know, they were tough. And I'm to this day, I so appreciative of the fact that, you know, they made me, you know, do my schoolwork and all those things. And, you know, I learned hard work from them, but, you know, ethic of hard work and honesty was a big, big thing in our household. And to this day, I, I take great pride in being honest. Sometimes it gets me in trouble because people don't like what I say, but you know, I say something <laughs> but that's just how I was raised and had great grandparents too, you know, same idea, you know, hardworking people. Um, you know, that's kind of a thing that's echoed throughout my family is, you know, hard work and honesty and you know, loyalty. Loyalty was another was another big, big thing from, you know, parents and grandparents. And then, you know. Like everybody else, I had great teachers, you know, so many teachers that helped me along the way. And 
you know, made a difference in my life. Probably the biggest one when I was, when we moved to Casper, Wyoming, had a coach and went to a real small school. It was a K through eight school and everybody was in the same building. Um, but our coach was a guy named Dan Alexander. And that, that guy, I, he's once again, he's one of those guys at the time I, you know, swore, you know, swore, took his name in vain and was upset with him as, you know, he was so tough and so hard, but now as you look back, it's like, man, I'm, I'm glad I ran into that guy. And, you know, he, he, I really looked up to him because the year before I got to that school, his wife taught at that school as well. And her and two other teachers on their way to school one morning were all killed by a drunk driver just the year before I, I got there. And so Mr. A, as we called him, he taught, he coached every sport in the school and raised his daughter by himself. Um, and I just always admired, you know, you know, his daughter meant everything to him. And, you know, that's one of the things I always talked about is how important family was. So he was, he was a tremendous influence on me. And then at uh, Natrona County High School in Casper, uh, another coach named Mike Reagan, who was our basketball coach, football coach, you know, just so much fun to play for. Um, you know, he was tremendously influential with me. And then down here, you know, I moved to Clearfield High School. I had a great social studies teacher named uh, Mr. Fishburne, Jerry Fishburne, who just made me feel welcome. I mean, I was, came into school, school already started my junior year, didn't know anybody. And he just made me feel so welcome and helped me so much here. Um, always, always be grateful for him. And there are just so many others, you know, it's just, you know, I've, I've been lucky. I've been really, really lucky to be exposed to a lot of great people and had, had a lot of help along the way. Let's have you share for a moment your background before you became an AD. So obviously that would include your time at the junior high and and then remind me, because I'm not sure exactly how long you've been the director of athletics at Clearfield. I know it's been a long time. So yeah. share how that came to pass and how you got into that. Yeah, sure. So when I was hired at North Davis Junior High, um, I was the boys boys basketball coach at the junior high. I coached track at the junior high. And at the same time, I was coming up to Clearfield High School and coaching sophomore football. And so did that for five years, coached basketball at the junior high for five years, coached track all five years I was there. And like I said, coached sophomore football and was coming up and helping do sophomore basketball because our, our junior high basketball season was early. And so I was able to come up and help Clearfield High with sophomore basketball. And then when I got hired here as a teacher i coached track for 12 years i coached football for 20 as an assistant and was an assistant in the basketball program and the last 17 years i was the head coach of boys basketball here at clearfield this was the first year i didn't coach i got out last year um, so I did a lot of coaching, um, helped my brother. My brother's a uh, volleyball coach up here in Northern Utah. Um, a couple of years I wasn't coaching football. I went and helped him. I really enjoyed that. And then as far as the AD, um, we had an AD when I was first here and you may, you may have knew, you may have knew him, uh, Bruce Trimble. Um, Bruce, a great guy. And Bruce unfortunately had cancer. And he he fought he fought cancer for 14 years, and every it was just so sad because every time he thought he beat it, 
you know, I get great checkups and was cancer free. And then all of a sudden, like a year later, it come back. Mm-hmm. And he went through that three or four times. And the last time it, it got into his bones. And unfortunately, it's, you know, nothing, nothing they could do for him. But I mean, the guy fought it for 14 years, just courageous. And that last year, um, the chemotherapy he was on, he, he couldn't go out and line the fields. That's back when we still had grass fields. And I just told Bruce, I said, let me, let me do it for you. You know, I just wanted to help, you know, I wanted to take a little bit of burden off him. And so I just started lining the football fields and the practice fields and, you know, just try to help him out. I mean, he was still coming to school as much as he could and was still doing all the paperwork and that. And but I just, you know, felt so bad for him and just said I wanted to help any way I could so he could, you know, spend a little more time at home and that and not have to worry about some things. And um, unfortunately, Bruce passed away in March of 2013. And uh, my principal just came to me the following week and just said, I'm not even, I'm not going to open this up. Um, I want you to be the AD. It's not something I planned on doing and wasn't sure at first if, Honestly, if it's something I wanted to do, because I knew there was you know, so much responsibility with it, but I did it, and I'm glad I did, and it was a little rough at first, um, you know, taking over for Bruce, who did such a great job, and trying to, just trying to figure things out, you know, and I never really talked to Bruce about the, you know, finer details of, of being an athletic director, you know, because like I said, that wasn't something I wanted to do, I was just trying to help him out, and yeah, that's just, that's how I that's how I became the AD and been the AD since. Great background, which leads us to our next question. You've been the athletic director for ten years now. Share with our audience how the job of athletic administrator has changed just in the ten years that you've had the job. Wow. Um, well, exclu- and excluding COVID, because that's yeah. everybody pulls into COVID. But let's put COVID aside and talk about other things. Yeah. Um, you know, it's changed quite a bit. I mean, just like teachings changed, um, you know, the, the expectations of, of kids and, and parents, you know, as far as the programs and, you know, everybody thinks, you know, it's not easy. It's, you know, it's not easy to win. I mean, winning's difficult and, you know, everybody just thinks that, you know, you just roll out and you win. And that's obviously that's not the case. It's hard. And, so I've noticed a shift in that, you know, um, we have great community support here. We're lucky, but there's, you know, a lot more expectations now. Um, you know, just the, the, the addition of, of sports and to the, to the high school seasons. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's not, it's a good thing, but it makes it challenging. Um, especially when you look at like this spring, if, you know, if boys volleyball would have been in place this spring, it would have been, oh. I'm not sure, I'm not sure what we'd have done, but we, we would have figured it out. But, you know, the, so the addition of sports, um, you know, it takes a little more time and, you know, obviously the organization for all those additional sports, it takes a little bit, you know, a little more time, but um, I just say, yeah, you know, the expectations that people have and uh, just the addition of sports, you know, those, those are probably the two biggest changes I've seen in the 10 years. Let me ask you this, a question that uh, was not on the list I sent you. You're right there next to Hill Field. I know you and uh, Northridge and Layton, probably yeah. the three schools I think would be affected by that. And and I want to know, 
is the heel field is that a positive is it a negative is it a neutral i mean i would understand that there's air force kids coming and going so there's a little bit of transient population there but having not lived next to an air force base i want to know what the effect either positive or negative that is on your school yeah well when uh when i first started we we got a lot of the hill air force base kids and there was there yeah you're exactly right a lot, a lot of a lot of moving you know you kids would be there one year then you know family get shipped somewhere else for the next year so that you know that could be challenging you know um right now as it sits we we at clearfield high we don't hardly get any hill air force base kids they all go either to mostly go to northridge or layton um but yeah, you're exactly right. When we had those kids, it was you just you just never knew who was going to be there for from year to year, and you know we lost some great kids, some really good athletes, and you know because their families got up and moved, and you always hate to see it, but at the same time, you know you're very appreciative of those kids and those families for what they do for our country. So, you know, you just wished them the best and hoped everything worked out for them. Let me ask you a little bit of a personal question, Curtis. What's your biggest failure or disappointment in life, and uh, what did you learn from it? Wow, um, that's a good question. Um, you know, I've had a lot of, you know, I, I like like everybody else. You know, I've experienced a lot of a lot of failures, a lot of letdowns. Um, you know, there were a couple of jobs, basketball jobs, I hoped I would get that I didn't. You know that, uh, you know, it hurt. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think the important thing there is, and I think most people would agree with this, you know, I, I learned more from defeat and losses and coaching and, you know, not getting jobs and stuff like that. I learned more, you know, more from those than successes. And I, I just think that's the, you know, that's to me, that's the important thing. You know, you're, we're all going to fail and what we learn from those things is to me the most important, you know, you just can't let, you can't let the setbacks hold you back. And, you know, I think that's something that kids are kind of missing these days. It's mm -hmm. kind of getting to that point where, I, I mean, obviously we don't want kids to fail and I understand that, but I think, you know, if we taught kids how to deal with failure instead of trying to prevent it, I think that would go a long way to helping kids. Great advice. Let's talk for a moment about the Utah Association, the UIAAA. Talk about your journey with the UIAAA, how you became involved, how you're on the Athletic Director Executive Committee now, and uh, speak for a moment about the recent conference we just had in St. George. Yeah, um, UIAA has been very, very helpful. Um, so that's one of the things I, I didn't even know about you know when i first became an ad um so learning about the uiaa and, and the classes that were offered i'm you know the first my first year as ad my principal sent me to the ad conference the first time i've ever been and she's like find some classes you need to take and you know i went down and took the law classes which i'm glad i did because i learned <laughs> so much i had no idea on some of those things and you know i'm so glad i took those classes and so, you know, the, the classes that are offered and that have been helpful. Um, ADEC, um, Ted Peterson, you know, Coach Pete a few years ago, you know, just called me and asked me if I'd 
the uh, region rep for ADEC. And once again, it's one of those things I'd heard about, but I didn't know much about it all. And wow, learned learned so much those meetings. It's I enjoy those meetings. It's nice to, you know, you kind of get to see the inner, you know, things that kind of go on behind the scenes a little bit with the mm -hmm. with the HSAA and you know, I just helpful, very informative meetings. Um, learned so much through those those there as well. And this uh, conference uh, down in St. George, it's, you know, it's, I haven't been able to go to last few years. It's just been so busy, and I was able to go this year. And once again, it's just it's I enjoy I enjoyed the you know especially the part with the with the with the members of the UHSA, uh, you know, just being very open and honest with us about you know this is what's going on and this is what we're trying and this is what we're thinking about. You know, I always enjoy those. It's good to hear from them, and then. You know, just different different breakout sessions that are offered. It's always nice to hear. I, I like hearing from other ads, you know, and how they do things. And I always go away, you know, from those meetings learning, you know, so much. So yeah, it's so appreciative of the UIA and the opportunity to be on ADEC. It's it's been great. Uh, what's one common myth about being an athletic administrator that you'd like to debunk? <laughs> I, I think I think for my school here, it's that uh, I, I have this ability, I have this power to hire and fire people, and that I have all this money laying around somewhere, uh, <laughs> which you know isn't is, isn't the case. So for our school and some of our people here, it's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I no, I don't get to make those decisions, and I wish I wish I had five thousand dollars to give you so you could get your stuff, but yeah, I think I think that's one. A couple of those things and the line of coaches goes out the door thinking that you have that excess money i don't know yeah. that that's ever going to change yeah yeah what's the favorite part of your job curtis oh just interacting with my coaches i uh, you know i they you know i tell my coaches that you know my my whole goal is that on game days you just show up and coach you know we'll we'll get everything set up and ready to go and you know i just enjoy talking with them after the games and you know, they know they can come in here and vent. You know, I have an open door policy. They can come in and let steam off. And, you know, we talk about the games and, you know, kids. And, you know, I just, you know, I guess now that I'm the old guy here, that it's, you know, it's nice to, you know, I, I just feel good that I can, you know, give some advice and, you know, try to help these, help, help the younger coaches out. Um, that's That's the part of the job I really enjoy. Excellent. Let's finish with a couple of questions. The first one being, you've got two suggestions for a brand new AD, and they need to follow your suggestions in order to be successful. What would your two suggestions be? Oh, so for a new AD, um, just going off my experience as a new AD, not coming in, not, you know, when I, when I took over here for Bruce, you know, there was no job description. Uh, at the school and the district didn't have a job description. So I was like, I mean, I knew a few things, but not, like I said, not very much. So my, my first suggestion for new ADs would be to, you know, use, use your fellow ADs. I, I was on the phone constantly with other ADs in our area, you know, like Kelly Anderson down at Syracuse High and Jeff Emery of Beaumont. Uh, Dave Hoke was still the AD at Northridge at that time. And I, I probably, those guys probably got tired of hearing from me. But just trying to, to learn the job, you know, I was call, reaching out to those guys all the time. Like I said, I really didn't 
have a great understanding of the job. So that'd be my first suggestion is, yeah, you know, use people around you and reach out to ADs in your area, your region. And then second, the second one would be, you know, I th just organized this, you got, you know, there's so much going on with scheduling of buses and officials and stuff. Just the, the more organized you can be, the better, the better off you're going to be. So I think those two things, and if I could throw in a third, I'd say, don't be afraid to take a day off here and there because, you know, you mental, just a little mental break here and there really, really helps as well. No, that is a, that is a great suggestion. We've had similar thoughts from just in the past two months of podcasts. Uh, one of the ADs said to make sure you don't eat your lunch at your desk, which yeah. I was always, I was always guilty of that. And it's so right. Sometimes you just need to get out there. So let's, that's, that's great advice, Curtis. Thanks for sharing. Let's finish up with this question, which I stole from someone else. What question should I have asked you that I failed to ask you? Oh, I, geez, that's, <laughs> that's another good one. Uh, not sure. Um, what should you have asked me? Wow. I don't, I can't really think of one. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I can't think of one, Hutch. I, I don't know. All right. Not a problem then. With that, that wraps it up for this edition of the UI AAA Connection, which again, our guest today has been Curtis Holtz, the Director of Athletics at Clearfield High School. Curtis, thanks so much for being on the show. Hutch, thank you. And thank you for all you've done for us here in Utah with the ADEC and the UAAA. We, we all really appreciate it. Thanks. I appreciate it for our listeners. We hope you tune in again next week for another edition of the UI AAA Connection.